It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello everybody and welcome back to the Total Liverpool Podcast. My name is Simo. Today I'm joined by Adam and Deej. Uh, I'm standing in for our usual host, Jake, who is working, unfortunately. Um, so hopefully he's enjoying that. Um, what we're going to be doing this show is reviewing or previewing our midweek Champions League game against AC Milan. Um, Adam, we got some news today. Zlatan Ibrahimovic is not going to be available um, for the first leg, and maybe not the second leg as well. Uh, sorry, our second match against them as well, because um, I believe it could be out for a for a wee um, for a wee while. Uh, what were your thoughts on I, I I know you you thought this was significant for us. Yeah, I well, I'll be honest, and I'm probably in a minority here, but I actually think maybe Giroud would have started this one anyway. Um, and and I think actually potentially Giroud could be the one that causes us more of a threat. Um, obviously he's, he's Premier League proven played against Liverpool and, and specifically this defence on a few occasions as well. Um, I think Zlatan, for me, is he's, he's probably quite bold in, in saying this as well, but I think he's quite comfortable in the Serie A in terms of the, the pace of the entire league probably suits him quite a lot. You know, he, he's obviously mm-hmm. getting on now. His legs are going a little bit. Um, still a phenomenal striker, don't get me wrong, but I just I don't think he could cut it against Premier League opposition anymore. Um, whereas Giroud, just because of the experience he's had doing it uh, in the Premier League, I think that would would have given him an edge anyway. Um, so I actually think that it it it's not a it, look. I'm not going to say it gives us a, a disadvantage because I still think we'll go on to win the game. But I do think AC Milan are more of a threat with Giroud up front uh, against a team like Liverpool, at least anyway, than than with Slatan Ibrahimovic. And I, I know I'm in a minority saying that. I know it's bold, but. No, I get where you're coming from. I, I reside in the, uh, the other camp. I'm very much of the opinion that, that Zlatan and Ibrahimovic would be the, the main threat for AC Milan going forward. Yeah. Um, obviously, he has played at the very, very top level for his career and, and he's getting on a wee bit. It's quite surprising he's able to to, to play at the level he is in, in Serie A, I believe at 39-year-old, uh, coming on 40 <laughs> fairly soon. Um, yeah, but I, I totally get your point. And, and Giroud... Um, 
being more used to a Premier League opposition. Uh, but both of those strikers, I mean, we don't really struggle with strikers with, with, with pace. It is generally because the pace of Van Dyke generally means that he's not really going to be beaten. And Joe Matip has a bit of pace as well. Um, do you know, as a, a, a tenacious striker, he's he's not just got one thing in a locker. He's he's very good in the air. He, he's quite tenacious with bicycle to kicks and, and finding other ways to get to get shots off and, and rounding players and stuff like that. So yeah, I can see why you would you would you would see him as a threat. Dej, what are your thoughts on on the the, the front line at AC Milan? Yeah, I'm in the other camp there as well. I think Slatan would have been the biggest threat. I mean, yes, he may be 39, but he is sort of the epitome of what you want a striker to be. I mean, even if his legs are going a little bit, if you could choose one player in the world to play a poacher role for you up front, you'd probably choose Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Like, his positioning is fantastic. He's also got that... Uh, I mean, I've, I've said this about a few players, like uh, Daniel Sturridge is, is one of them I said it about. He's just got a little bit of magic in his boots. He can make mm-hmm. something happen out of nothing. And I, I think Giroud lacks that. Uh, Giroud is obviously a, a much bigger aerial threat, but if we are... Pairing Van Dyke and Matip at the back here, I, I don't really have much uh, much worry about them being able to deal with that aerial threat. And obviously, Giroud's not the most pacey striker either. Um, but you look at who else they've got uh, up front at the moment, uh, Milan. Uh, Rafael Liao, he's, he's pretty pretty hot at the moment. Um, then there's like Danny Maldini, uh, Pietro Pellegri and Ante Rebic as well. So it's not like they're, they're lacking striking options, but out of, out of all of their strikers, I would Flags like and Ibrahimovic is that their main threat for sure. Uh, so him being out is definitely a big positive for us, I think. Yeah, I think any team that likes that and if we're coming up against them, then you know I'm pretty happy that he's not going to be playing. <laughs> and, and you know what? If he, if he ever heard Adam say that he couldn't cut it against Premier League opposition or something, he would he would, he would very much turn up on a day. <laughs> I bet he'll, he'll hear this podcast and then sign for West Ham next season and score 40 goals. <laughs> he'll play through the illness uh, and do his win. Um, Let's go on a, a team selection. I'll come back to you, Adam. Uh, are you, is there any major changes you, you'd like to see from the lineup from mid, midweek? Obviously, Harvey Elliott is, is not going to be appearing, uh, but is there, any, is there any main changes you would do to that lineup? For me, not really. I think I'd like to see, just because he didn't start uh, against Leeds, I'd like to see Henderson come in and start. And I think he probably will come in on that right-hand side as well with, with Elliott being injured. Um just helps control the game a little bit more um and i think i think i'd maybe bring cater in as well for tiago um just i'm just not sure obviously with tiago coming back late and and getting up to fitness and we don't really know where he's at with fitness obviously he played i think did he play the whole 90 against leeds uh i think did he come off yes i think um, yes, I think he did. Yeah. yeah, I don't recall him coming. So, so, so we're not we're not sure in terms of you know can he play a few days later and, and start a game? Maybe not. I, I don't know. So I'd maybe look to make a couple small changes. Like I said, maybe a navigator, um, definitely in a, a, a Jordan Henderson. Um, but apart from that, I'd keep it pretty much the same. You maybe want to look look to rest someone like Robertson. As we know, you know, Tamikas came in at the start of the season, did really well. Um, we know he fits this squad like a glove, similarly to how Harvey Elliott did when he came in. Um, so if you want to look to give someone a rest, there's, there's those options there. But I wouldn't make any drastic changes for this one, I don't think. Yeah, I think I find, I find myself in the same sort of camp. I would love to see John Henderson and Navigator come back in and keep a rotation in that midfield. I think it's important to do for that. I think it's something we've not done well enough 
the past sort of two or three season as rotate players. I would love to see Simicast come back in to get a run out. I think he's earned that. I think he, the 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 performances he did put in in the absence of Robertson, and, and it can't do us any harm to rest these players. It's a long old season. Uh, this this is our hardest season as a as a group uh, as title sort of challengers, I believe. Um, and I think rotation is any because we. I, like a, a loss in the Premier League this this season is is just so 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 vital that we we avoid that all cost outside the top six and even more so in the, in the top six so that they become don't lose uh, don't lose matches but yeah a wee bit of rotation goes a long way Klopp, for me. Um, um, so Klopp acknowledged as well. I think it was yesterday that this is the toughest group we've been in since his arrival at the club. Because um, I was thinking before, maybe you would make a few more changes, but I think it's just just an acknowledgement in that we can't afford to get off to a bad start in this group because who no, knows what could happen. Um, that's why I, I think he'll try and keep it as close to the team that beat Leeds as he possibly can. I'd imagine. So. I don't. I, I wouldn't see white. I don't want to see eleven changes on the pitch. <laughs> I don't want to see. But I would like to see a wee bit. Deej, where where do you land in this? Uh, there's a. Uh... Kind of a split in my opinion here. Like I definitely think Henderson's going to come in uh, where Elliot was playing. I think that that's kind of a given. Um, I, I think we will put Thiago on the bench, but I'm not sure who will choose to replace him because uh, sort of historically over Klopp's tenure, he's used the early games of the Champions League to start blooding in some young players. Uh, now, granted, Curtis Jones has been around for a little while now, but this could be a game to give him a run out in there, because especially if we're dropping Harvey Elliott out for Henderson. Uh, you could put Cater in as the other. He'd, he'd play a good box-to-box role. But you're missing the attack and the flair from from Harvey Elliott there. And Curtis Jones can give you that, even if it is on the other side. Um, whereas I don't think you get the same thing from Cater or, or even Milner, who, who could potentially also come in there. Um, I think the front three is going to stay the same. Uh, Diego Jota in the middle with Salah and Mane either side, if the position is actually that important, the amount they switch around. Um and I think I'll back for, uh, as Adam said, I think Simcast is, is potentially a shout to come on and uh, in place of Robbo. Uh, but I can see I can see some surprising subs coming through the game. Like I I I, I don't know why I just have a feeling that Kate Gordon's going to get a run out if we're two 0 up or something at the 60th minute. I think Kate Gordon will get the last the last 20 minutes of the game or something. I, I can Would be see lovely that. To see. Lovely to see. Um, I, th- I think Nabiket Mib potentially could go over the right-hand side as well, and that could be an option. But I think his link-up with Manny was really, worked really well early on in the season. I could see him... He had a good link-up with uh, Salah in pre-season as well, though. Of course he did, yeah, of course. Um, and I think Jones maybe does need a run out at some point. Um, I could, I, I definitely agree with you. We, we could see sort of a uh, cut Jones at some point and, and potentially blooding some youngsters um, late in the game. All right. Um, in terms of the the group of as a whole, so I think we bl- we play AC Milan first, and then who who who's our next Champions League game? And you know, I can't recall off the top of my head. I'm sure I've got I want to say that it is Atletico, but I mean it's literally fifty fifty, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> um, if only we were sat at thing at machines that could answer questions yeah. like this for us right now. <laughs> um, we, we play are Porto next, and then it's Atleti. We play Atleti twice, and then obviously Porto and Milan again after that. Right too. I mean, yeah. it's such a tough group. It's, a, it's an unbelievably tough group this year for us. Um, Athletic, I just, I just see as our, as our main challenge, as unfinished business there. Um, yeah. I think if we were going to do any sort of rotation, maybe, maybe it's, it's, it's definitely for me. It's the, it's, it could be the Milan game. I mean, Porto, I still see it as a pretty tough side. We, we have history of beating them. Yeah. Um, but they gave, you know, they, they gave they, Chelsea they, a really good run for their money last year. I was going to, yeah, I was going, yeah, they, they. 
they're definitely not pushovers. And I think they'll see us as a bit of an unfinished business and they'll have probably an extra 10% in their legs because they play us and, and they know they'll probably want to beat us at some point. Um, given given the sort of like recent history of us kind of um, going out and giving, giving Port a wee bit of a pumping. Um, yeah, I think I think it's important. I think well, I'll give I'll go for your predictions of the result against the AC Milan. Adam, I'm going to start with your predictions of, of the results. I'm going to say three one Liverpool. Three one Liverpool. Deej. Um, two nil. Two nil Liverpool. I'm going to go for a three nil Liverpool. I think we're better than this um, AC Milan side. I think we're better than the Man side. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm going to. I'm quite positive going into this match. Um, obviously, we're about twenty four hours out from it right now. Um, but yeah, it's, 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 it's definitely one to look forward to. One of your marked. Um, yeah. Any, any points to add, boys? It's nice to be back in the Champions League. Lovely stuff. <laughs> I've, I've missed European football since the Euros. I know the Euros is international, but it still counts, I guess. International football is barely football in my book. <laughs> Euros, <laughs> great. Yeah, no. The Euros really was good. It wasn't in my camp, mate. It was not in my camp. <laughs> <laughs> Or something pretty good happened right at the end uh, for me. Uh, but that is going to do us for this week. Uh, thank you very much for tuning in to all the episodes. We appreciate you listening along. Um, we will be back with a, a, an extensive review after the AC Milan match uh, and also for our uh, preview for our next Premier League game, which is... Crystal Palace. Crystal Palace. Okay. Till then, cheerio, bye. Find more great shows or join the team at sport-social.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.